0: good morning everyone welcome to day 10 of lent today is the friday of the first full week of lent so if you are not doing a meatless or vegan lent um already just keep in mind today is definitely a day of abstinence from meat so so no meat today everyone but I'm sure you already knew that. So, anyways, we will continue with our, our daily meditations here from Meditations for Lent by Jacques Bossuet. And, yeah, we will get right into it. So, um, these do go up on YouTube, on Spiritus TV, uh, Locals, as well as Audio Podcasts. So, feel free to check these out on any of those. Um, if you're not already subscribed to our locals, um, we would greatly appreciate it if you would consider it. It helps support the channel, um, lets us continue doing this, uh, continue trying to improve the improve the content um, we're putting out. We, uh, Anthony and I, are considering a a different different form of content, different style that we're gonna hopefully try here soon maybe something entirely different from what we've done so far um and we're we're excited to give a try and and hopefully everyone enjoys it um but anyways yeah uh consider subscribing to our locals it's avoidingbabylon.locals.com. uh for five dollars a month you get um in addition to just supporting us you do get some exclusive content Uh, we're not always the greatest about putting uh putting exclusive content out but anything that's um a little too spicy in a sense for youtube um goes on our local so there's some good stuff there uh, that you might miss if you're not on there but anyways let's get into the meditation here what i will do is i will put an image up on screen as i've done every day so far so that um so that there's nothing for you to look at and you can just listen to the meditation take a drink of coffee real quick first okay excuse me sorry i meant to mute that anyways day 10 friday of week one of lent christian righteousness At the beginning of his explanation of the precepts of the Christian life, Jesus laid as their foundation this beautiful rule that Christian righteousness must exceed that of the most perfect of the Jews and the doctors of the law. Matthew 5.20 Let us take special care correctly to understand the perfection of the new law of the gospel, which from our baptism we have sworn to keep. In order to oblige us to keep his law, Jesus took care to elevate the perfection of Christian righteousness by three degrees. First, we must surpass the wisest of the pagans. This is why he said, Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Matthew 5.47 By this he meant, You should therefore do more. We are told to disdain riches. Did not the wise pagans do as much? To be faithful to our friends. Were not the pagans as well? To avoid fraud and deceit. Did not the pagans detest them? To flee adultery. Were not even the most licentious pagans horrified by it? The second degree is to rise above the justice of the law and of those who know God. In this, again, in three degrees, by avoiding the three defects of Jewish righteousness. The first is that it was only an exterior righteousness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup, which is why you are called whitewashed tombs. Matthew 23, verses 25 and 27. See the Pharisee in St. Luke. I am not like other men. And how do you surpass them? I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. Luke chapter 18, verses 11 and 12. He boasts only about the exterior. Those Christians who are attached only to exterior observances resemble him. To say one's breviary, to go to church, to attend Mass and Vespers, to take holy water, to kneel. In absence of right intention, this is a pharisaical righteousness. It seems to be exacting in a certain way, but gains a just reproach from Jesus. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Matthew 15.8 It is a false righteousness. But what shall we say about those who do not even have this exterior precision? unless unless that they are worse than the Pharisees. The second defect of Jewish righteousness is, as St. Paul says, being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Romans 10.3 They thought themselves capable of doing good works by themselves instead of recognizing that it is God who works in them. St. Paul once had this righteousness, but consider how he speaks of it. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Note the word blameless. It seems as though perfection can be carried to no higher point, and yet he, he immediately adds, but whatever gain I had, I counted as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as refuse, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Philippians 3, 6-9 Here then is the second defect of Jewish righteousness, believing that a man's own works make him righteous. The righteous, this righteousness is impure, and, according to St. Paul, is nothing but refuse because it is nothing but pride. Let us then take care to avoid it, referring humbly to God what little good we accomplish. But the third defect of Jewish righteousness is that its works fell short in comparison to the standard to which man is held by the gospel. For by it we are obliged to a greater perfection than those who merely do good, why, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, as St. Paul said, which is one of the truths that Jesus intended by the words, "Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees matthew five twenty Yet here is something still more excellent: the third degree of perfection, which is that Christian righteousness must rise above itself. no brethren. Said St. Paul, Philippians 3 12 through 14. I do not think that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on like a man who does not think that he has atta- yet attained what he desires. But one thing, but all that I do, all that I seek, all that I think, forgetting what lies behind. You see, all the progress that he has made is nothing to him. He neither stops nor rests, and straining forward to what lies ahead. Understand this word. He strains. He makes an effort. He goes beyond himself. He suffers a sort of dislocation by the effort that he makes to advance. Here, then, is the true Christian, the man who is truly righteous. He believes himself to have done nothing. For if he believed himself to be sufficiently just, then he would not be just at all. We must always advance. You must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let us at least desire to be, for to wish to rest in what one has, as if one were assured it would be sufficient, is to renounce righteousness. What is more, if you do not advance, you will falter. For you will be one who looks back, contrary to the precept of the gospel. And what will the Savior then decide? That you are not fit for the kingdom of God. Luke 9.62 This is why he said that we must hunger and thirst for righteousness. Matthew 5.6 This is no ordinary desire. It It is a desire like the one that leads us to eat and to live. It is an ardent and invincible desire that should be kept forever aflame. Whatever your condition, you should have this hunger and thirst. As the capacity of your interior is infinite, so also is the righteousness you seek. There we go. There's the meditation for today. There is some very very good stuff in there a lot to lot to consider and think about especially during lent while we do these extra penances and practices and devotions um you know we we have to keep in mind why we do them what the what our purpose is um you know we don't want to be like the pharisees where we where we fast um you know, just exteriorly, uh, you know, with the wrong intentions. Um, we don't want to be, you know, prideful. Um, you know, if we, if we are fasting every day, we got to keep in mind that it's that it's nothing. And what, what little good it does is, is, is due to God, not to us, not to ourselves. So these things are, are, are really, really good to, to keep in the front of your mind throughout Lent as we do these things um we gotta gotta keep in mind the goal and the goal is to become perfect like our heavenly father is perfect so anyways thank you all once again for joining me during these meditations i hope they are fruitful in your lives and i hope you have a good friday and if you're able try to make it to stations most most churches most parishes have stations on Fridays during Lent and it is one of my absolutely favorite devotions it's probably uh you know behind the holy rosary it, it's got to be my it's got to be my second second favorite devotion but anyways thank you all very much and I hope you have a great day and god bless <music>